Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I kick off hour two with some breaking news. And I hate to say it, but I'm jealous of Lawrence. Lawrence is getting a Whataburger. WIBW reporting that they have confirmed a location. It's like on Louisiana Street or something. Now, I suppose I'm happy a little bit that Whataburger is getting closer to Manhattan, Kansas, but Lawrence beat us to it. And it's not even owned by Patrick Mahomes. It's owned by some other person. Bill Self. I've noticed (laughs) if he wants to be a Hall of Famer, he would would start one. Right. Um, So I've been to multiple Whataburgers in Kansas City. Legends. The ones that are owned, and I think I've, maybe there's just one. I know the one in Legends for sure is owned by Patrick Mahomes. The ones owned by Patrick Mahomes are ran way better than the ones that are not. Unfortunately for Whataburger, I mean, I, I think fantastic fast food restaurant. The thing is, there are, there are some across this country that fall victim to bad management. And this, the, the service isn't great. Welcome to franchising. Yeah, I mean, I ran it. The thing is, like, in and out its management is is top-notch. That I will give I'll give in and out that credit. Sometimes, though, some Whataburgers have excellent management and run very well. The Legends Whataburger runs very well. The rest of them I haven't been too impressed with. Luckily, it's on my way home. Legends is. It is hour to the game, the game after work. Haven't been outside since 9.30, so I'm glad you guys are out there enjoying the warm weather. Still to come in hour number two, Gene Taylor answering some questions about exit and reentry, plus the new basketball court that we'll get in Bramwich Coliseum starting this next season. Please be joined. It's the first time in a while that we've had Mason Voth, former host of this show. Now he's the head Han show at Emaw Online with Rivals. Mason, I'm going to throw a bunch of topics at you while we got you here. Let's start with golf. Let's start with the Masters. All right. Um, other than the trees falling, John Rahm wins the green jacket. Uh, Brooks Kepka being a little bit of a crybaby when it comes to the pace of play. He says it was brutally slow in the last round. I wanted to ask you about that because you know much more about golf than I do and about the pace. I'm kind of feeling, you know, it's the Masters. Pressure is on. Maybe pace is okay to slow down a little bit. What do you think? Uh, no, actually, Brooks is absolutely right here. 
Mm. Um, it, I I would have been driven crazy if I had a play behind what he had a play through, um, because I'm somebody that is all about like just get up there and hit the ball. Um, I was actually really critical of you know everybody loved the amateur Sam Bennett, the Mister Texas A and M Aggie. Oh, what a great story! Oh, all this and that. He's playing so well. This is great. Uh, get up there and hit the freaking ball, dude. Like he would get up, address the ball, and he'd be standing over that sucker for hours, just waiting and waiting to hit it. And then he would finally go. Um, and then yeah, Patrick Cantley is a uh, big topic right now because of what Brooks kept got to say. Brooks is absolutely one hundred percent right. Uh, he, they there needs to be uh, a quicker pace to which people play. You know, the game of golf, like. You're not supposed to go out there and just zip through and play in an hour, which, look, I, I, I love the days when I can go out to the golf course and there's nobody else out there. It's just me and I can zip around. Um, but I know a lot of people aren't that way. But there is, at least to some circumstance, like you shouldn't have all day to hit each and every shot. And what really bugs me about it, too, is like Patrick Cantlay really didn't have much of a chance on Sunday. So I'm not really sure what he was taking all that time for, like, yeah, it's a lot of money, but the dude's made a lot of money already in his career. What he was going to take home on Sunday didn't mean a whole lot. He's going to be back at Augusta next year. Like He was playing for nothing. He was just playing slow because he plays slow. And just like all these other sports are having to address how long things are taking, Major League Baseball has done it. Golf needs to be much more um, – no, I, I guess I'll just go out and say like they need to be much more penalizing to slow players – than what they already are. Like they'll give the warning and then they'll put you on the clock, but then they don't really give you a severe enough penalty for that. And rarely do they ever come through. Um, I think we're getting to a point where guys are moving at such a slow play, slow pace where you're going to have to put something in there where it's like a constant clock or you're keeping track of them. And then you have hard and set rules for when you're going to penalize guys because pace of play is the number one thing that frustrates the heck out of me when it comes to golf. I love playing it, and I understand you're going to be out there for a little bit, but some of these rounds should not take as long as they do, and that goes for the dudes that are playing in the Masters every year, and it goes for whoever is listening to this and just got in the car from playing their four-and-a-half-hour round at Stag. Like, pick it up, buddy. Let's keep it moving. So have you ever actually said to a group of people that they need to pick up their pace of play or, is, or vice versa? Uh, oh, well, no one's ever said it to me. Honestly, I probably get in trouble because I play too fast sometimes. Like, I, I there are probably rounds uh, occasionally where I, I hurt myself because I'm playing too fast. But I don't know that I've ever been in a position where I'll, I'll directly say something to, to people because, like, in the game of golf, like you should be the one that's able to kind of step up and, and police yourself there. You should understand, oh, I'm playing slow. I should probably find a way to speed it up or, you know, let this person play through. That will really bother me, though, and I will get a, a little bit more uh, showman-like if somebody is playing slow and they're not letting me play through. Um, but I've never directly said it to somebody. Other times I'll just make a point, like if I get to a certain spot on a course that I've played quite a few times, I'll just go around the people and I'll skip a hole. Um, and, and that kind of drives the point home. Like, oh man, I'm, I'm holding everybody up here. That guy just passed me. It's like, yep, that's just, uh, that's how, that's how it's going today. Let's jump to baseball. We're with Mason Voth from EMA Online. The Royals are three and eight. Batting average as a team is under 200. They could barely score runs. What's the deal? Um, well, 
when you leave somebody in charge of an organization for over a decade and he populates that organization with a bunch of crap and he doesn't care about what's happening inside of that organization, um, it's going to take a lot of time to get that flushed out. And on the flip side, um, the people that are in place right now, they are also culpable in some of this. Um, I guess along the lines of an owner that doesn't really care about on-field success. He just wants to get himself more money with a brand-new stadium downtown. And then he made the decision that he was going to hire the general manager to be somebody that was the assistant general manager under the guy that kind of just wrecked everything. It was a pain in the butt for the last five, six, seven years in Kansas City. Uh, And then I think Matt Quattrero still has like a lot to learn in terms of what he's doing as a manager. But again, I'll give him kind of the same leeway that I gave Mike Matheny at times. Uh, They're working with a load of crap right now. There's not a ton of great reliable arms in the bullpen. And as you just mentioned, nobody's hitting worth a lick. That includes the guys that are supposed to be the future. They need to figure it out for themselves. So a lot of this just comes down to the same problems that there have been over the last couple of years. What I'm telling myself is there is at least the positive that starting pitching has been much better this season. Uh, everybody seems to be doing a great job there. I think they've done wonders on Chris Bubich so far. So I do think that they are moving in the right direction, but it certainly seems like it's going to happen at a snail's pace, and this team is not going to be worth watching this season. Troy, do you agree with what Mason just said? I do have points of agreement with him, and you know, let's be perfectly honest, as you look to work towards revamping that pitching staff, uh, pain is going to be a big part of that, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, they, well, and the issue too is, and I, you know, people were talking about this on Twitter today, and it, it's a good point. Like Dylan Coleman was terrible last night. Um, the best option right now for the Royals, though, is to let Dylan Coleman just figure his stuff out and, and hope he gets better uh, with the big league staff right now, and that they can fix him. Like maybe they fix some of these starters early in the season because. There's really nobody in Omaha right now from a pitching standpoint and also like if, if guys are struggling at the plate from a hitting standpoint, like there is nobody in Omaha that is worth a serious look right now or people should just be dying to see in Kansas City. That's how bad of a spot the organization is in at this point. Completely, um, completely allowed the pitching to atrophy system-wide. Yeah. And so now, like, it's just going to, it's going to take time. Like, there are some guys that have some positive points, but they're still so far away from getting to Kansas City. It's going to really be on the guys that are here right now Bobby Witt Jr., MJ Melendez, Vinny Pasquantino. If Nick Prado can figure things out and get his way back to Kansas City, it's up to those guys now to get things figured out and put themselves back on a track. And as long as they're doing well, then there may be some some smaller role guys that can help out and put the Royals in a position to where next year they may be looking to uh, do a little bit more in free agency of guys that actually are going to be worth something, not somebody along the lines of Ryan Yarbrough, which still baffles me why that was the decision that needed to be made for the Royals. But at least Aroldis Chapman has looked good. His fastball velocity is back up, and we just need him to hang on to that until July when the Royals can trade him for something good. Speaking with Mason Voth from Email Online. All right, Mason, let's now get to the email part of this conversation. Start with men's basketball. 
Season wraps up, of course, in the Elite Eight. Now we're in the recruiting process of the transfer portal, trying to add three guys, a couple of guards, a center that can play offense and defense, and guys that have plenty of experience. Now, I'm not doing you know day-by-day recap or review of what's going on with the portal, what K-State's looking at. I just kind of wait for you know guys to emerge that – have K-State down to their final few schools or going to visit, you know? I think that's the point where we should probably start talking about them. But I think actually, I think you were the first one I saw report on this. And that was about a guard that is now on the radar in Tyler Perry of North Texas. And I'm pretty sure you're the first to report this, that even though it was reported that he's, you know, considering 12 schools in case it was on the list, you think the Cats now are in play for him? I, I do. I mean, I think that it, they're probably in a position right now that it, if they want him, then he's probably going to select them. I, I think they they still have, obviously, some options that are out there. Max Asmus is number one for them. It, he's number one for basically everybody that's looking for a guard in the, per, in the portal. And then Aaron Estrada, the Hofstra transfer, is another one that obviously they really like. He's got some high-end stuff. But yeah... Tyler Perry, th- here's where I kind of come from on this, is I've had an interest in Tyler Perry before I was doing the job I have right now, before he was ever in the portal. Like, watching him play at North Texas and having to prepare for a Wichita State-North Texas game last year and looking into him was like, I really like what Tyler Perry can do. I like his game. He can shoot the ball like crazy from three, like very, very talented guard, and so when everything started in with this season, I was like, okay, he seems like a guy that could end up in the portal. In addition to that, his head coach just took the job at Texas Tech. And so I initially thought, okay, he'll be out there, but it seems like Texas Tech is probably where he ends up. He'll just go with Grant McCasland uh, to Tech. But pretty much instantly when he ended up in the portal, uh, I, I, I heard from a guy in Lubbock that was basically like, hey, uh, I, I'm hearing from people in Denton, which is where North Texas is, like, it's K-State. Uh, that's where they think that he'll probably end up. And I was like, really? Not not Lubbock? Like, he's not going to follow Grant McCaslin there? And the guy was like, that's what we thought, but this is what people are kind of saying. And then there was a little bit more info that, that came my way last night that seemed to suggest maybe that's the case. So I think that the interest level is really picking up there. It certainly helps K-State that Dream Dowling, one of their assistants, was an assistant at North Texas beforehand. So he's got a prior relationship uh, with Tyler Perry. And that's one of those things that has been a pretty common thread in all these guys that they're interested in the portal. A lot of the dudes that they're talking to have direct connections to guys on the current K-State staff. And I think that's just another one of those things where eventually that will dry up. K-State will have so many guys that have been here for long enough that they don't necessarily have those connections uh, as deep anymore. But Jerome Tang built a staff with guys that are connected to all different facets of the college basketball world. And so a guy like Max Asimus, you can find the connection there. Like Jerome Tang was on the staff at Baylor with Paul Mills, who went to Oral Roberts as the head coach, now is the head coach at Wichita State. So it's all over the place. But Tyler Perry certainly fits a position of need for K-State. He can do a lot of things well, and there certainly seems to be some steam picking up to uh, Tyler Perry coming to K-State. Yeah, it's, you know, the timing of the portal right now, it's obviously early. The portal's still open for another month of guys that can jump in. Um, you know, 
teams have different strategies when it comes to the portal. Right now, though, you mentioned three guys at the guard position that could fit in very well, probably, at K-State. Max A. Smith from Oral Roberts, Aaron Estrada from Hostra, Tyler Perry from North Texas. You mentioned with Tyler Perry, however, just to mention some of his numbers here, he averaged 17 points, three rebounds, two assists, shot 44% from the field. He was a 41% three-point shooter this past season. Is that what sexy about Tyler Perry to you? Out of the three guys, he is the best three-point shooter and and maybe the best defender. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know me. I I love I yeah. love the three-pointer. <laughs> it's it's always been something that's uh, been been a love of mine, and so I love when guys can shoot it and shoot it a lot and shoot it well. And Perry fits that bill. Uh, the defensive stuff, like that's just kind of a cherry on top. I, I could care less about defense. Uh, that's just always been the way I am. The best. The best off or the best defense is a good offense. So when somebody says defense wins championships, that's the line I throw back at them. Because uh, the name of the game, you don't win games for holding your opponent to zero points. You win games by scoring more than your other opponent. And the best way to do that is to knock down some threes. So I do like Tyler Perry, but honestly, any of the guards that are out there, they have attractive. Um, attractive attributes. Max Aismas is probably the most complete from a scoring standpoint. He can shoot it just as well. Estrada is a, a little bit lower there on the the shooting uh, like numbers, I guess percentage wise. But he's a dynamic scorer. He averaged twenty a game the last two seasons at Hofstra, and he's he's just as good of a target. So honestly, if K State ends up with any of those three you're in a really good spot and you should feel really good. And if they get two of those three, then K-State's made out of the portal just as good as about anybody. And then it's going to come down to figuring out who you you pick to pair with whatever guards you get uh, as a big and whoever that may be. And that's a, another position that K-State, I think, is is focusing pretty hard on. Do you have any thoughts on the current crop of bigs? I, I brought up Jesse Edwards, who mm-hmm. I, I guess K State has developed some dialogue with, and then, and then Caden Shedrick from uh, from uh, yeah Virginia has uh, K State in his final what four or five teams that he's interested in, or teams that are interested in him. Yeah, you know, I, I think with with a guy like Caden Shedrick, it, it's K State was one of the first ones in on it. He was one of the first guys that like portal wise we knew k-state was interested in um i i think it's going to be interesting duke just had some news with who's returning so that may not be a possibility for him i know uh late last week early this week there was some thought by people out in like acc country that he was going to end up at duke um i you know that that seems to be somebody that k-state has a relationship with I don't know at the moment yet if how much there is with any of these guys, but Oklahoma State's two big men, Musa Cisse and Caleb Boone, have entered the portal uh, over the last week. I really like the thought of what Caleb Boone could do for K-State, but also if they're looking for a guy that's going to get in there and do the dirty work and get rebounds and defend well, block shots and and whatever, that's certainly what Musa Cisse is. Like, he averaged eight rebounds a game to go with two blocks a game uh, last season at Oklahoma State. So there are some options out there, and there's a combination of guys that I like versus guys that we know K-State has interest in. And obviously, Jesse Edwards, I think, probably moves to the top of that list right now because he's most likely the most complete big 
that K-State could land at this point in time. So uh, I, I think that's the one that everybody is going to be hot on following right now. It's just going to come down to what the ultimate result ends up being. And who knows how much of a help this is to K-State, but Edwards is a, a native of the Netherlands. So K-State already has that connection with David Gasson, who's from the Netherlands. Um, so there's just there's a little connection there that maybe you could have some some common ground when talking to him and, and discussing uh, what Gasson has done and obviously what role they could find for Edwards. I was just going to make us droop waffle joke. Well, well, very delicious, you know. Uh, I happen to know the Edwards family, so uh, Jesse's older brother Kai actually played where I was, so I know the family quite well. Okay, I'm I'm intrigued by that potential. I mean, look if if that's who K State gets, like it's it's the best big option out there right now for him because I think what it's coming down to um, with most situations in the portal when you're looking at bigs is you're picking one skill over the other. So you look around at a guy like Caden Sheedrick. You're looking for a guy that has size. There's some upside there, but he's not really a dynamic player in the terms of he's not going to score a lot, and he's just going to be solid at rebounding the basketball. Like The averages aren't impressive at Virginia. He got benched and was was only playing a, a bench player's role. He lost his starting job, but played well in the NCAA tournament against Furman. So there were some options and opportunities there, but you don't know about that. And then, like I talked about, the two Oklahoma State bigs, um, Boone is more of a threat offensively. He can finish inside. He's reliable there, and he can use his size to defend, but it's not like he rips down a ton of rebounds. Whereas Cisse, you're focusing more on what he can do defensively, grabbing boards, all that. Edwards is the total package. He averaged almost 15 a game at Syracuse this past year, over 10 rebounds. He also was able to block almost three shots a game. So you would get a complete player in Jesse Edwards. And after those guards I talked about, Edwards is probably right there at the top of the list for K-State. And honestly, like I, I think we know that it's probably clear that the top four for the Cats right now would seem to me like it's Acemas, uh, the, the Hofstra guard, and Estrada. Perry and then Edwards and I think you could debate which order those guys probably sit if K-State's going all right we want this guy then this guy then this guy then this guy but those are kind of the clear-cut four to me that are big deals and big needs for K-State and we'll just see if they're able to to land any of them in the very near future because I think that's the biggest thing now in the portal is that people are probably starting to get antsy that they haven't landed anybody yet and that's going to be the number one thing to, to pay attention to is when does K-State get the first domino to fall? Yeah, the name servicing is fun, but as we learned last year and with the portal, this thing can really crank up at any time, and I think it's going to be a really fun follow to hear who K-State can grab in the portal, still looking to fill three uh, spots for uh, for the scholarships. Mason, I kept you longer than I was expecting. Hopefully we can have you on back soon and talk a little bit of football. Are you going to be uh, you thinking about going to the draft? Uh, no, I'm, I, I, I don't think I will. I actually, I know I won't. I'm not interested in that. Just doesn't seem like something that appeals to me. Uh, I hate large crowds. I hate idiots, AKA people. Um, (laughs) I've got zero interest in, in checking that out. So I just hope that, you know, we get a few little jingles and then K-State players names announced after that on, on Thursday night. 
But uh, I will not be at the draft in a couple of weeks. Well, I just want to tell you really good stuff on Ema Online. I know you're doing a lot of work by yourself because Alec Bussey has moved on, and you're probably looking for a new... Uh, he abandoned us, yeah. yeah. He, he, he abandoned us, and then he took uh, a big in the portal with him to Bloomington. So uh, I don't know what that's all about. Not only is he just leaving me out to dry, but he's also taking uh, big-time recruits away from K-State. And uh, that's all That's all joking. It's all, it's all good between Alec and I, and... Uh, very happy for him uh, to to get to move on and, and take another step in the right direction. You're going to need to find a new car to uh, make a long drive to one of the coast states to see the Cats play in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, well, you know, hopefully uh, in the future, K-State doesn't get such a crappy draw and, and they get to go to somewhere better than Greensboro, North Carolina. Although we had a great time getting to see basically – one half of the country together for a weekend. I missed you in New York, New York City, though. Mason, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Thanks for your time. Good stuff on email online. We'll be uh, talking to you here soon. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. Mason Vogt from email online. And when we come back, some uh, answers from Athletics Director Gene Taylor. Again, on, of course, the typical topic we have around this time every year or during the offseason, exit and reentry for football. How about a new basketball court? That's next on the game. I didn't know where that was going. This is what we get when Troy runs the board. Throwing in some difference. I'm not going to lie. I've enjoyed every single one you've played. Thank you. Travion needs to take some notes. His can be hit and miss. It is the game. 537-1350 is the number to call. So have number one song that ain't ask us anything coming up. Uh, we'll get more into recruiting tomorrow with Derek Young from K-State Online. Uh, I tell you what, everything I keep seeing about Tyler Perry... K-State's really in on him or trying to get in on him. Makes me happy. I hope it works out. If they want to work out. Um, I've talked about the group chat a lot that I'm in. Uh, somebody in that group chat had shared some numbers on Tyler Perry, who was the uh, NIT most valuable player, Conference USA Player of the Year. A guard for North Texas the last couple of years. He also played, I believe it, he played at Coffeyville Community College for a couple of years. He's from Fort Coffey, Oklahoma. 17 points a game. Shot 41% from three-point range. He played against KU in the 2021-22 season. 23 points he scored. Played two games this last year against Florida Atlantic who K-State fell victim to in the Elite Eight in Madison Square Garden. Uh, He scored 18.5 points per game against one of the best defenses in the country, and he was 54% from three-point range. You're getting my attention, kid. You're getting my attention. We'll get more into recruiting tomorrow, like I said, tomorrow with Derek Young from K-State Online. Uh, A couple of things I just want to bring up here real quick about um, Ask the AD with Gene Taylor earlier today, hosted by... Brian Smoller, and it's uh, always a question every year. Exit and reentry. I believe it was our friend Scott Wildcat that brought that up. And Gene Taylor mentioned it's always f- kind of split, right? The fan base is split. Exit and reentry at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Those that probably, uh, well, I say probably. I- I'll try to be careful with what I say here because I know this isn't everybody. I know this isn't most people, but there are those that will go to the games, but for some reason, tailgating is more of a priority than the actual game. 
There are those out there. Uh, exit and reentry. Some want to keep that for, you know, like exit at halftime, go drink a beer or two, wait until just about the fourth quarter starts, come back in, or just not come back in at all. You could probably buy the tone of how I'm saying this. I'm not a big fan of it. Seen too many games, especially as public address announcer for K State the last couple of years, looking down on a stadium that looks terrible to start the second half when it comes to sellout crowds this last year and not seeing a whole lot of people in the stadium after halftime, would like to have that look a lot better. That's just me. That's my opinion. And then there's the option of uh, eliminating that and having you know more beer sales And because right now just doing the beer tent or the beer-designated area on the south end of the stadium. Now, looking down on that from upstairs on the sixth floor of the West Stadium Center, that actually seems to be always full. So I, I have been impressed by the way that has worked out. Anyway, what Gene Taylor has said, exit and reentry will stick around for the 2023 season. So there you have it. When it comes to my opinion, I'll leave it at that of what I said earlier. Again, not a fan of it, but I know there's a lot of you that do like it. Meanwhile, the new basketball court for Bramlage Coliseum. Of course, word got out. I think this was actually before the end of the NCAA tournament. The case it was looking into getting a new court for this year. They were going to, uh, but we just don't know what the design is going to be. Gene didn't really give much away about the design, but it's not going to be anything outrageous. It's going to be what they need to do to still put the brand out there, right? Most likely, of course, I think there's no doubt about it. Power Cat, Center Court. The fun detail that we did get about this will be that there will be a little bit of lavender on the new court. Now, that's where the speculation ran wild. Well, how did they put the lavender on the new court? I was brainstorming. I was like, what would I do if I was designing the court? I did a little bit of graphic design back in the day. I actually, uh, in high school... I designed a Boston Red Sox restaurant menu, and I won an award for it. That's how sweet it was. It's a fictitious, by the way, fictitious restaurant. I just picked the Red Sox because I was like kind of I was kind of a Red Sox fan back in the day. Um, I think it would be really cool if they put like script. K-State or script Wildcats on the baselines or use script in some way and maybe like maybe it's outlined in lavender I don't know just an idea but I love the I love that there's going to be some lavender on the floor because obviously that is a huge part of of the image of K-State now I mean gosh at the NCAA tournament at Madison Square Garden looking up at the K-State section which was behind the bench, I feel like most of it was lavender. It wasn't your typical K-State purple. It was lavender. And people love, I mean, you, you can barely keep any lavender gear on the shelves, especially the quarter zips. I mean, I, I've shared the story of when I, I got word that new lavenders were in stock at a, at a place here in town. And then uh, I, I go and they're like, well, we're not – technically supposed to let these out yet like we're not putting them on the shelves yet we're waiting to wait like well first of all why are we waiting 
till later. Put those out, man. Let me buy a quarter zip. Well, they didn't have my size, and I won't get into the whole story why they had my size. Kind of a miscommunication there. Um, I was kind of told something that was a bit of a lie. Uh, or it just, it was, it, like I said, it was kind of false information. It wasn't Fish quite, tail. yeah, it wasn't quite accurate. But, and then they sold out, I, from what I heard, they sold out pretty quickly. I had to order one online from a place in Kansas City, but I ended up getting one. I got a smaller size because it would hopefully encourage me to lose a few pounds. No comment. But anyway, and yours looks great. You you wear the you wear the lavender uh, quarter zip that has the pennant willy mm-hmm. the email on the sleeve. That's the one I got too. The only flaw is that I could stand it to lose the few pounds. A lot of us could. A lot of us could. All right, quick break. When we come back again, I, I'm very happy that K State's going to put the, a little bit of lavender on the new court. I I know it's going to look good. I don't think a lot of people are going to complain about the new look, even though I haven't seen it yet. I'm sure it's going to be phenomenal. Exit re-entry back for K-State football this upcoming season. Number one song of the day next.